Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pat and John on their best behavior. I'm John. And I'm Pat. And uh, Pat, you should probably start uh, including in your, when you mention your name, you should probably also include your Venmo handle. That way people can start uh, sending you money to make up for all the debt that you're accruing from your recent foray into uh, sports betting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, we are right, actually, we are right in the middle of one of my parlays. The I, I bet that the Packers would win and the Chiefs would win. Because um, okay. I have to bet on athletes with the same name as me. Of course. Obviously, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't apply to Aaron Rodgers, but that does apply to Patrick Mahomes. Right, though neither um, as fit as you are. No, 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 no. In fact, I teach them how to be fit. Right, right, right. Wait, do you want to just give like a 30-second explanation to um, our audience and our guest, who we will introduce in a second, what a parlay is? Okay, so a, par- so a parlay is like when you stack a bunch of different bets on top of each other and they all have to hit. If one of them misses, you could have 10 bets. If one of mm-hmm. them misses, you don't get the money. And you might ask, why would you do that when you could just <laughs> bet on one thing at a time? And the answer is, I'm bored. I'm extremely <laughs> busy with grad school and I'm absolutely drowning in work and I need excitement. There's no yeah. cinema, there's no movies, <laughs> except for Castaway, Castaway Cinema. But yes, other than true. that, I need a little fucking juice in my life. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also greater greater risk, greater reward. Um, so he's he's bet his savings, he's bet the podcast IP on right. all of this. So we're really hoping for uh, for the best as right. far as the the Ravens Chief games uh, go go tonight. Um, anyway, uh, all that's to say, uh, how's that for a segue? Um, all that's to say, uh, today we are we have a very special episode, another very special guest. Um, our guest is a very dear friend of mine, someone I've been friends with for quite a long time now, uh, someone that I have had lots of cinematic adventures with. Um, and someone that uh, listeners, uh, dedicated listeners of the pod, have heard on our um, uh, top five quarantine watches slash uh, li- or listener call-in episode where she spoke very highly and eloquently about the film uh, 47 Meters Down, colon, Uncaged. Uh, welcome to the podcast, my dear friend, Sarah Huckins. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, um, Sarah, do, do you want to say a little bit about who you are and what you what you do? People like to know occupations, and you do you do important things, whereas Pat and I are just <laughs> doing nothing at the moment. So it's nice to have some contrast. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what I do for work and what I do for fun are very different. Sure. Um, but if you're asking about my profession, yeah. um, I work at a nonprofit that is dedicated to water issues or, or to addressing them. Mm. Um, and so I help with communications um, and some of our programs and using a lot of words that are buzzwordy. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm known for. <laughs> I would ask you to uh, explain what a nonprofit is to Pat, but this podcast is only an hour long, so we just don't we just don't have the time. Uh, uh, well, I'll raise you, Sarah. Do you mind going back in time and explaining to John when he was fourteen what global warming is? <laughs> 
Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, she would she would not have been successful in that. Uh, Th- that's I what you're talking to about, hit her with right? the old... like, wa- like global warming water. Well, it's really it's very very broad. It's it's really any way that one could be interacting with water, and so uh, okay, like source like source water is a part of it, but it's also about like water management, like water utilities, um, or like you know lead in water is an issue okay okay um so it would range from like conservation issues to more of like management issues and it makes sense that you work uh with water so so closely because yeah. uh, both of the films that you have discussed on this podcast uh have quite to, a bit to do with water water features very heavily um yeah both I, uh on a plot level and thematically and all that kind of stuff yeah i didn't even think of that but it, it is a it is a through line in my in yeah. my life Water. It stands to reason. You can't get away from it. Are you a good swimmer? No, I'm a very poor swimmer. Oh, okay. But you you like yes. outdoorsy stuff to a degree. No, I just pass as outdoorsy. Right. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Actually, like a fun, me a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so John and I come to know each other um, from working at the Advanced Studies Program at St. Paul's, which has mm-hmm. a dock and, and a lake. And I think... I think only John and I were the only two people who truly never touched the water that summer. Yes, that is true. That checks out. I mean, that's yeah. not shocking to me in, in the least. Yeah. My go-to line is water is for drinking and for bathing and nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also didn't learn to swim until, I, I guess I never really technically ever learned how to swim. I just like can tread water. So that has some, some things to do with it as well. Yeah, I can um, like not drown, but I would not go so far as to say that I can swim. Right. Um, so uh, we'll get to the to the movie that we're discussing that Pat has alluded to um, uh, okay. already. But um, yes, uh, Sarah and I have had a lot of, as I said, cinematic adventures. We've seen a handful of movies together in theaters and also at home. Uh, movies that we've seen in theaters include, but is not limited to, If Beale Street Could Talk. What, what else have we seen? There's one thing um, in particular that I, I do want to talk about. but The... <laughs> 2019 Oscar nominated shorts. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, which is actually what I wanted to talk about. Uh, so just really <laughs> briefly, uh, Sarah, do you want to talk about this? This uh, I feel like every single time that Sarah and I hang out with one another, we always just we, we become closer through some sort of strange experience. Um, either like that we go over mishap. individually. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is probably one of like the most defining experiences of, in our friendship. So do you want to just... Yeah. Give the give the boilerplate explanation of of this, uh, Sarah. Oh, gosh, well, where where even to begin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know. Fortunately, that you could be, that entire weekend could be a, a podcast episode in and of itself. But that's true. Um, I guess I'll just suffice it to say that there was a endeavor in the evening prior to yes. this day that that was its own series of. <laughs> unfortunate events yes. and so going into the theater we're already a little emotionally shaken um mm-hmm. and and feeling a little uneasy and so yes. we we watch the oscar nominated live action shorts um mm-hmm. there are five of them mm. and and this truly, was in 2000 we watched in 2019 but this was for the 2018 year oh yes thank you yes. for that um and each film was sequentially more horrifying than the one that preceded it. <laughs> to the point where 
I just turned to John and I like I'm just like bereft of any emotion. Is, is one of those movies the guy gets tattooed all over? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I'll just give you the okay. really quick explanation of each uh, one. Okay. So it starts out with a movie called Mother, uh, which is about a a mother talking with her son on the phone, her little child on the phone who is lost on a beach. Um, and you, all you see is like, like it's, it's all done one take and you only see the mother talking to the son and it, it becomes clear that the son ends up getting kidnapped on the phone. Um, then we have a movie called... Um, I forget what the exact order was, but this movie called uh, Fauve, which is about a another young child watching his uh, friend sink into a thing of like a a, a pit of cement. Um, another one is this, about this this old woman named Marguerite. The film is called Marguerite about this old woman who like is dying alone and she like is in love with her caretaker. And she attempts to like express that love to her, and she like gets rebuffed. Uh, the next movie is called <laughs> Detainment, which is and that and that's the happiest one of the bunch. The next movie is called Detainment, which is a, a real life story about these two children who commit this terrible murder on this even smaller child, and it's like an actual like transcription of like the police interviewing these children. I wish the um, audience could see Pat's face right now because that face is, is yeah is, is our this spirit. Whole... <laughs> yeah. whole experience. And then the movie Skin was the final uh, pick me up, which is about uh, this like white supremacist family. And like this guy ends up like committing this hate crime against a black man. And then he gets kidnapped by these like by a group of black people and gets his entire body tattooed. Um, and yeah, that that was those are the five movies that we and, watched back and to you, back to you back. Should, you should mention that the tattooed one won the Oscar. It did. Yes. Yeah. It did win the Oscar. Yeah. And yeah. was later later went on to like be made into like a kind I of a feature film. I saw it. It was such dog shit. <laughs> I mean, it was just uh, so dumb. Oh, oh, I'm getting faces. <laughs> no, no, I, it's 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 hard to assess any of these movies like in and of themselves. Uh I don't know. I don't know if I don't know how I feel about any of them. Maybe some of them were really good. I don't know. I think I the know. first one was the best because it engendered such a true fear and you and you see just this one woman on the phone. Like there's yeah. nothing inherently scary about it except for the conversation that she's having. Yeah. And so I think that was the most like I guess like expertly done. Yeah. And, yeah. It was well crafted. Yes, well crafted. Yeah, had that going for it. Um, but yeah, so that that yeah, got, we were just like silent, like for <laughs> we like, couldn't even talk for like a solid hour after yeah. that. <laughs> and any time that we did, it was just about how terrible the world is. And yeah, so that's uh, that's some insight into our uh, our relationship as uh, as as friends as uh, as film film viewers. Um, well, good for, good for you guys because. Nobody ever sees those. Like they always play yeah. them at like little art house theaters before the like yeah. the, the month before the Oscars, and no one sees those. So good for yeah, you guys. That is true. Yeah, we did our part and paid but dearly. There for were it. a lot of other people there too. <laughs> Where like, were was, you? Guys? It was a full um, East Street Cinema um, in DC, and oh, yeah. I remember the theater being like yeah, pretty it was full. 
Yeah. Yeah. The woman who came out to like talk about like she gave like the opening like spiel about like the exits or whatever like she mentioned like she said something about like getting like drinks and she was like some of you might want to like get some alcohol because like these movies are hard to watch. Oh wow. Um, So that just gives you some. Yeah. And Which I, the only other time I had I had someone in the in the uh, the only other time I'd had someone in the movie theater warn us about how hard a movie was to watch was when I saw uh, Passion of the Christ uh, in theaters in two thousand four. What's hard about so. that to watch? <laughs> it depends on who you are, Pat. <laughs> depends oh, on okay. who you are. But uh, in conversation with Mother, um, movie uh, a movie about being stranded on a beach. Um, is the movie that we are talking about on this episode, which is uh, the 2000 film starring Tom Hanks, uh, Castaway, which um, we, I knew that we wanted to have Sarah on the podcast because she's a delight to talk with. Um, and this was the movie that she said that she wanted to, to talk about. So do you want to say a little bit about why why this movie, Sarah? Sure. I, and it's it's taken on new resonance. So I, I have wanted to talk about Castaway for truly years <laughs> because <laughs> because i i really liked the the symbolism of the, the packages and of like mail mm-hmm. as like a i don't know harbinger of hope um because i another fun fact about me is that john and i were very short-lived pen pals <laughs> yes yes not because of sarah that was because of me because i'm bad at writing letters <laughs> um but so this was at a time when I was very into epistolary um, correspondence. And so, yes. This, Pat, that, Pat, that means it has to do with letter writing. You have to slow down. I don't know if you listen to this podcast before, but you got to slow down a little bit. <laughs> what is epistolary? What does that mean? <laughs> it's like writing letters. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it's like an, an epistolary epist- novel. That's what I was going to say. Oh, no, go ahead. I don't want to jump on your analogy. This is your, you, you introduced the word. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say, is that an epistolary novel is, you know, a novel, you know, written in letters. Never read one. <laughs> <laughs> an epistolary novel or a novel? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> we will get into that. Does Great Gatsby count? But no, that's not epistolary. That's not a, that's not Episcopalian or whatever no, it's the fuck not. you're talking about. <laughs> It's neither. It's neither. But it is a novel. It is a novel. Um, I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, no. It's it's all coming full circle because it's a movie about isolation, um, which I thought was, you know, timely. <laughs> yes. This movie does hit different in quarantine. Yeah. It does hit different. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've seen it multiple times, but I rewatched it um, and I definitely picked up new you know nuance between him and wilson mm-hmm. mm. it's a great relationship and you 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 were you were slated to talk about it on and excuse me another another audio program of some sort right but you were that that didn't happen yeah it was very upsetting and well, can we college. talk trash about them um <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the the two people in college who ran um like a, a show and like it was like midnight to like two a.m. Um, this is a radio show on their college radio yeah. station, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was slated to be on it, and then one of them got sick, which you know is reasonable. But then they never rescheduled, and it was on my bucket list for college. I did not get to cross that off. Where did you go? 
Connecticut College. Oh, very nice. Liberal arts. Yeah, 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 yeah. New London. Yes. New yeah. London. Why? Why do you know? Hang out this? on the Long. <laughs> hang out on the Long Island Sound. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why are you privy to <laughs> the locale of Connecticut College? I come from Connecticut blood. Oh wow! <laughs> I got roots in Connecticut. It's true. I, I also tour, I also toured there in Connecticut College. Ah, it's a, um, it's a very long it's a very long campus. It's a super long campus. Yeah, I I prefer Fiji to Connecticut College as like a hang. Like I like the weather in Fiji more. Are we are we was that a, was that a transition to to uh, Castaway? Yes, I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. bad. I'm so no, sorry. No, this is great. I just saw the no, movie for the first time, and honestly, yeah, so I felt really stupid. Take? Because it's everyone talks about it, and I have like a, a thing with Tom Hanks that I'll get into later. Now is not the time for it, mm-hmm. but I just never. I don't really like Zemeckis, to be honest. I'm I sorry. I, I like I, I like James Cameron. I like Steven Spielberg more. They're <laughs> frankly they have more violence in their stuff, and yeah, yeah. True. Um, but yeah, I've just never been into Zemeckis, and I've never really been into Tom Hanks. So I, I can't, but I also can't believe that I never watched this movie on cable growing up, um, mm. because I feel like there were only two movies that played on cable when yeah. I was growing up: Man on Fire, yes, and Castaway on and TNT probably. TNT, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Maybe TBS occasionally. That's um, what I was gonna say. Yeah, and uh, I watched it for the first time last night, um, and I gotta say. I don't have the best setup in my humble one-bedroom apartment in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, I do have a 4K TV, <laughs> yeah. but um, real man of the people. I wish I would have. I've, I wish I would have seen this in a theater because mm. there's so much good shit, like the plane crash, him yeah. going over the wave. Oh, spoilers! Him going yeah. over the <laughs> wave at the end, and I. But I was. I was definitely enraptured. Like I, no phone the whole time. Except wow. the check, except the check fantasy football three times. But other than those yeah. three times, oh, and then a fourth time to make sure that the Packers were winning. But I swear to God, less than sure. ten times I checked. And this my movie phone. is this movie is not short either. And, and if listeners of the podcast know that I'm a ninety minute guy when it comes yes. to yeah. movies, which I mean, a ninety minute movie this is not. It's like well over two hours. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, at the end, I was like, okay, th- that wasn't terrible like i might have i could have done five more minutes i could have done it which is something i never say which is something i never say you know that's the mark of a great film um sarah what was your first exposure to this movie oh i i remember seeing it when i was like very young because i remember being like profoundly struck by Uh the like sadness of I mean, we're we're spoiling this movie. It's like two decades. That's old. okay. Is that yeah, fine? Yes. Um, when when he <laughs> you parts, had your chance, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he parts ways with Wilson, I remember just like truly yes. sobbing as a child. Yes. Like mm. I found it like so deeply upsetting. Um, and I'd seen it again um, at some point in my adulthood, but yeah, then I, I rewatched it this weekend to kind of see mm-hmm. it with fresh eyes. And yeah, the the Wilson dynamic really really gets to me. It still holds up. Yeah. Yeah, and and I there was another layer in it 
that that I hadn't really picked up on. But he, you know, when Wilson, you know, falls off the raft and he's like drifting away and he tries to say Wilson, but then he says, I'm sorry. And he just repeats yes. that I'm over sorry, and over Wilson. again, the I'm sorry, Wilson. And I never really, you know, grasp that. Is this that at like, night? No, this no, it was in the, the day. Yeah. Oh, okay. I swear to God, this is, I saw this, was, this, this is why he was I swear to God, I saw this movie. I know I'm already starting off on the wrong foot, but I swear to God, I saw this movie. Yeah, you're on thin ice, but there's there's still time to redeem yourself. We should just say, we, I mean, Pat and I are trying to be better uh, uh, as hosts, and normally we, we're we're trying to um, provide a little summaries of the movie or what this is about. But the movie is about Tom Hanks cast away on an island. And in case you didn't know, because it's such a, like an iconic film scene image, but Wilson is a volleyball. He is not a person. So just want to make that clear to any listeners who need that spelled out. Um, but yes, I was also that I saw this movie. I actually I think I saw this movie when I was probably like I probably saw it. I think I saw it in 2001, 2002. So I was probably around like uh, how old would I have been like eight, eight or nine. And the reason why I can pinpoint exactly when I saw it was because I was also. Oh, hi, Ruby. Sarah is holding her beautiful, beautiful cat, Ruby, um, for all to see. And she is a majestic, a majestic creature. Um, anyway, so this movie, um, I saw this movie not long after I saw Lord of the Rings. And the reason why I remember that is because I was similarly struck by Wilson's death. We'll, we'll call it a death, his parting, as I was by gandalf's death in the fellowship of the ring like i remember seeing that and being like oh it reminds me it reminds me of that of that scene and here's why i think that is because one of the things that this movie has going for it is the soundtrack Mm. what makes the soundtrack incredible is that there is only one single like three and a half minute composition and it only plays three times throughout the movie or four times four times throughout the movie including the credits Apart from that, like, because for the first, like, hour and a half of the movie, there is no music at all. Sure. Like, even during, like, the plane crash and, like, all that kind of stuff, like, there's no music. Um, and let's let's listen to a little bit of it because it's just, it's such a, such a great, such a great um, affecting uh, piece of music. So this is a little bit of the theme from Castaway. That, this is playing when Wilson is floating away. Fun fact, this won a Grammy for uh, like best like instrumental composition or something like that the year that it came out. And it's the only piece from the film. Yeah, so that's that's what I remember from from this film uh, when I saw it as a kid. I was like, "Wow!" Like it's another another death that's being undercut by a beautiful orchestral score. Um, yeah, really did a lot to, to to teach me about all the different tricks that you can, all the different ways you can manipulate your audience as a filmmaker. And it's interesting that you say that you know it is a pretty quiet film. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I mean, they have the sounds that you know are happening, but it. it was nominated for best sound mixing, which I yes. thought was interesting. But there's great, great sound. They, they have a great, um, 
folio, if you will, in this yes. film. Yes. Like all of the the, the coconut chopping and the fire yeah. and the and all all the waves. The sound of the waves. It's yeah. Such a yeah. luscious soundscape. Yeah. It's such a why are you laughing? I, I, <laughs> why? Whatever. All right. Fine. I got pumped no, up was, about it. No, I thought it was very beautiful. No, a I never talk, soundscape. Sound is like my blind spot as a creative person in film. Like I'm always like, oh, it sounds fine to me. And then, and then, the, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, John knows this. I <laughs> he he's he knows exactly what I'm talking about here. Is I I always <laughs> brush over the importance of sound, but yeah. I mean, there's no dialogue in this movie, too, which is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. But the dialogue that there, there is... There should be no dialogue. Ever. ...is great. When, when he's talking to Wilson, it's like feels very much yeah. that he's oh, having yeah. a real conversation yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. and when, when Wilson is introduced into the film and, like, he does start talking to him, you can, you can really feel, like, that this is providing, like, a release and, like, some much-needed, like, catharsis for, for Tom Hanks' character. Yes, and Tom... And it's all I, done with I, an inanimate object. I'm not sure if you said this, but for for people who don't know this, Tom Hanks was nominated for this performance um, for Best Actor. Yes, yes. Which is interesting because, you know, he's acting alongside a volleyball. Right, right. Yeah, and I think it was I like... I mean, honestly, like, like... Go ahead. It's very... Like, if we're looking at talent-wise in Hollywood, there's not many people who can... Like, Wilson's like the best they have yeah strictly talent <laughs> wise you know what i mean That's true. I put, especially I put, in the, in the 90s I put wilson against any tiktok kid talent wise oh yeah wilson oh, yeah. is much more watchable <laughs> wilson for best supporting actor yeah yeah i think he actually i think there was like some sort of award it was like some it wasn't like the mtv movie awards but something like that there was like an award for best inanimate object that wilson won but i think that might have been like one of those awards they just made to be funny for that particular movie or maybe it is like a consistent award but he's definitely he's definitely up there the mtv movie awards are important thank you john they are yeah (laughs) best best inanimate object that should definitely be a category every year yeah nominate the peach from call me by your name whoa that's a great one (laughs) yeah you know what that I was, is a great one. You know what I was thinking. It had to go through a lot. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about for for like Parasite. What the rock they have at the beginning. Oh you know? yeah. Or or uh, the the or the house. The the opal from Uncut Gems. What am I thinking? Oh yeah. That's the, the best yep. inanimate object acting since Wilson. That is true. Sarah, yes, no. Uh, Uncut Gems, no, yes. I. I saw it in theaters, and it. I was just so deeply stressed the whole time. Oh, okay. I, I'm an anxious person, and that movie did not help. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, mission accomplished. It did what it, it did. What it set out to do. Yeah. Pat and I saw that. Pat and I saw that one together. We were both also deeply stressed. What, we were like silent for a solid 45 seconds after that movie ended. What um? What would you guys want to bring to a desert island if you could? You can only bring one thing, but it, you can use it, and it's got to be your friend. It will be your friend, your little buddy. Oh, boy. I, I think a pair of shoes. A pair, a pair of, shoes? of shoes? Yeah, because I could, like, wear them if I needed to, or I could look upon them, and I could use the shoelaces as, like, a lashing for something. But what's the name? 
Um, what are they like? You got to name it like Wilson. Chuck. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's good. good. That's really good. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> and it's like easy enough to like, I feel like there's like a way that you can like make it look like a person as well. Yeah. Cause it has the kind of tongue. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have a good, I don't have good answers for these types of, to these types of questions. Um, I'll probably, I probably bring like some sort of book. <laughs> I don't know what book. <laughs> I bring a book, probably. Oh, ladies and gents, we know it's Catcher on the Rye, <laughs> and you know, and and John John starts teaching Catcher on the Rye to Wilson, and Wilson literally become literally jumps into the oh, there it is, there it is, there's the book, ladies and gents, within arm's reach of John at I, all times I, is a copy. My desk of is also my Rye. bookshelf, so yeah, yeah, at right. all times you can't go anywhere without it. Hence why I need it on the desert island. Yeah, I would, I would, um, I would, I would try to teach it to, um, to um, Wilson, and he would give me the same blank stare that Pat tends to give me when I talk about <laughs> books as well. <laughs> I, I, um, I would bring. Oh a, yeah, what's your, what's yours? Pat? I would bring a podcast mic so I could keep recording content while I was stranded, <laughs> and I could have this like long, 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 long library of solo episodes of podcasts, and when I was saved, I could just start a patreon automatically yeah. and i'd have literally years of content for people that's true you'd be able to have like a an output uh similar to like lil wayne's like run in the no, in see the now that's why you're my co-host because you get exactly <laughs> where i was going you know yeah for better or for worse and uh, i for better I, or for I, worse, I named I the mike mikey <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that works um so Pat, so this was so you're kind of like you're a fresh pair of eyes and ears yes. on this movie because um, Sarah and I have seen this movie quite a few times. Oh, actually, I'll just say this: uh, another reason why I think I really liked this movie, like it was a it was a movie that we watched in my house like pretty regularly because like it's also very clean and like that's like pretty important to my family. Like there aren't a lot of movies like that have this sort of like substance to them because like nothing against g or pg rated movies but it's hard to do a lot with with that rating um so it was it was always nice to have like these kinds of movies that like delve into like these substantial ideas and and move you in this type of way um uh and yeah and my dad really loves this movie he talks about this movie like pretty regularly he's really struck by like the character like like not just like the character as in like he's a person in a movie but like the the internal like the the morality of the character Mm. Um, because like at the end, like he has a chance to, you know, he's reunited with his, the woman he was supposed to marry, but she has since spoiler alert, she has since moved on because she thought that Tom Hanks's character was dead, uh, for four years. And like, he has a chance to like potentially rekindle things with her. And she says to her, like, you know, I, I don't want to do this. Like you should go back to your life. And he like makes that choice to like move on. And my dad, like he he talks about that and he's really struck by that aspect of it. Um, so yeah, I just like, it's a very like wholesome movie in that aspect. And like the rare kind of movie that I'm like, yeah, like I like this movie. Like my dad really likes this movie. Um, and yeah, so I, I have fond memories of, of watching this uh, as a child. And as I said, it still, it still holds up in a lot of ways. It's a very bipartisan film. Yes. Yes, it's true. One of the only Anyone... bipartisan yeah. things we have going for us. What's another bipartisan movie? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Pretty bipartisan. Uh, They're not really. The Passion There's of the Christ. There's some obvious. <laughs> <laughs> the Passion of the Christ. 
<laughs> yeah, it certainly does bring different people together uh, that wouldn't normally be placed in a room together. Um, wait, Sarah, do you not think Lord of the Rings is bipartisan? I don't think so. It's like pretty obviously like has a political view against like fascism. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, I don't think Where, they get Castaway? that. I don't think they. I don't think the other side gets that though. Yeah, and actually, I, actually, I will say they don't because like for a lot of like, at least in the community that I grew up in, like the conservative evangelical community, like because it is kind of seen as like a religious allegory. Drink. Um, yeah, take a sip of my Miller Highlight. <laughs> um, th- that that is kind of something that like even like that community will try to sort of own, like the idea of like vanquishing evil and like what is wrong with the world. Like it's kind of like a Kronk's Narnia thing where like they see like the ring as like being a symbol for like sin and evil, which like obviously are ideas that play into their lives as well. So there's there's yeah, there's a lot there's differing well, there's, opinions on what exactly going on with that there's a lot of contradictions then because gandalf is a wizard and i feel like there's a whole community that really put the thumbs down on harry potter but they're pro are these people pro gandalf and anti-harry yes because he's a wizard i whereas, hope <laughs> yeah yeah especially now um because gandalf is a wizard whereas harry potter like he goes to a school of like for witchcraft and wizardry so it's the witchcraft element of it that oh, they take it's the witchcraft. Cancel. There we go. Yeah. yeah. This is, and the this witches is some patriarchal like bullshit because wizardry's fine, but witchcraft's not. So you're not wrong. That's messed up. Why? It is. Yeah. If you notice that they weren't <laughs> <I'm> called, just... <laughs> <laughs> we'll add it to the to the the bonus episode where we discuss <laughs> nonprofits and then we discuss the other thing. Um, no, but yes, notice that they didn't call them the Salem Wizard Trials. Right. It would have been a very different thing. They wouldn't have yeah. had them. They would have been like the Salem Wizard like awards or something like that. <laughs> the Salem Wizard Awards. That's great. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, all that's to say is that Pat watched <laughs> Castaway for the first time, so I want to hear more about what his uh, impressions of this movie were. I um I really thought it was r- I I don't like typically I don't like Zemeckis because he's not really a <laughs> Well, he's not an auteur, you know. No, he's, no, um, he's not. Well, he is, but in a in a bad well, way. Well, he's like a, he's a, he's the auteur of like schmaltz. Yes, yes, yes. And I was really kind of struck at like, there's a lot of craft to this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. in the beginning, Russia, the packages, I tune them. Yeah. I tune out. Like, I, yeah. As yeah. soon as I see a running child with like a task <laughs> to complete, I, I, yeah, I immediately fall back into that Tom Hanks just like eye roll phase, and I'm just like, okay. But as soon yeah. as you get on the plane, and it's like, oh my god, and then the cut of him discovering fire within the fire like the fire pit on the beach yeah oh that's great yeah you can't even it is defeat great. that um and then just a, just after wilson goes away and he puts his hand up and the yeah over the boat and you see the yeah the boat and you yeah. see the guys on the top of the boat and he oh my god that's great that's yeah. really great yeah. i mean also yeah. what a fun movie to make you get to go to a nice place. This is my whole spiel. You know, oh, let's go to the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania <laughs> and shoot a horror film. No. 
Let's go to Santorini and shoot a film. Why do we want to go to these crappy places? Same thing with like Call Me By Your Name, right? That would have been so fun because you get to go to a a classy place and make a classy movie. Same thing with Castaway. They all got to go to Fiji, hang out, party, and then they had to go back to Memphis. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, can you imagine? My God. How many, I was tri- I don't know about you, Sarah, but I was triggered every time they mentioned Memphis because I just remembered <laughs> all the phone calls I received from John over the course of two years about Memphis. Oh boy, yeah. enough. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Yeah, we get it. Um, yeah, this is also like a holiday movie too. I didn't realize that there's like this whole holiday narrative too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, it's kind of is a Christmas. New Year's. I think I'm going to watch it for Christmas again. I don't celebrate yeah. Christmas. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's that. Do that and uh, Die Hard back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that should be the argument. Like, fuck the, the Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Uh, Castaway is a Christmas movie. Yeah, the ultimate Christmas movie. A lot of yeah, feel-good vibes to it, too. In the spirit of giving, he, like, holds on to that one package, and mm. that is, like, what pulls him through... Yeah, the, like final delivery of that, and I, I historically would have agreed with you on the whole intro. Like every time I watched it beforehand, or before this last time I watched it, I was like, "This is so useless." But I, I got something new out of it this time. Was I, I really not put together that that guy was her husband? at the end oh yeah and so yeah so but wait so you at the very beginning it has like dick and bettina like the arch over their like ranch to this like art studio place and then it pans to this dude to get the package and then very quietly this other woman asks him he's like who's that from and then he's like from my wife and you're like oh this dude is cheating on kiss. bettina yeah and then when you then come full circle back to bettina she's like carved out his name from the sign. And so now we're to believe that she is single and thus ready to mingle with Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For the listener at home, uh, Pat's, uh, Pat's walls are, no, I, are, are stained no, I, with, with his brains because his, his, his mind was just blown. <laughs> I got that at the end that like Tom Hanks is like going to get with her. I got that, but I didn't know that there was – a man like yeah oh my god and and it makes it even more powerful because like there are two souls who like have been have been wronged and have like lost people in in slightly different ways but so they can like heal together and do other stuff together more importantly as well (laughs) couldn't be me about it this is a family yeah this is a family podcast Um, yeah, but it, it does that, but it also kind of like serves, it also serves to like, and it, it hammers it home very, you know, explicitly in the way that like Robert Zemeckis tends to do everything. He's not a subtle filmmaker. Um, but like, you know, just the fact that like, this is a person who has, you know, he, he has character that needs to be developed. Like he that has like to learn about like what is important in life and, you know, to learn to not be so like ruled by all these like rules and regulations and this Mm. idea of like time and you know Mm. so he kind of like in that sense is to make it to make an argument for this being a christmas movie it's sort of like a christmas carol type of thing where like he's kind of like a a scrooge like character who needs to learn the importance of christmas 
Yeah, and, and except Christmas, instead I mean of three ghosts, it's four years on a deserted island. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, look, it takes different things for all of us for us to learn our lesson. So yeah, but I, I like I also I like that I like that aspect of it as well. Like it's it's like the right amount of schmaltz for me, like for Robert Zemeckis. Like it's sure. it's what I think works with his movies, but it's like not it's like almost teeters to the point where it's too much but it stops like just short of it um which is why it's like in my opinion his only it's like this and back to the future the back to the future movies are like the only ones that i can watch and not like want to you know throw myself out a window <laughs> a, 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 not a very tall window but just a you know one not far from the ground what about uh he did forrest gump right zemeckis did, he did and that movie gump. fucking sucks it's really yeah. bad it's so bad. Really bad. Oh, do you are do you do you disagree, Sarah? <laughs> you can disagree. You're allowed. <laughs> I don't. We don't be know on fucking record. anything about anything. <laughs> no, you. This is record. Go. <laughs> is Forrest Gump a hit at Connecticut College? <laughs> wow, that sounds like a slight to Connecticut College. No, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I take it back. I love the gym there. They have a really nice gym that overlooks Long Island Sound. You can no, you can you them. can make all the slights against Connecticut College you want. They waitlisted my ass. So oh, take them to task, Pat. <laughs> take them <God>. to task. <laughs> I get the last laugh, finally. <laughs> what do you like about Forrest Gump? Just be real. Also a good soundtrack, so... Okay. There's that. The soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. That's like objectively yeah. true. Same same composer, Alan Silvestri. Um but yeah, that's that's probably the only thing that I could say that's like uncontestable. I mean, you're not a like it, it the movie won yeah. best picture and and like and Oh, who else won best picture, John? <laughs> <laughs> Again, we don't have we don't have the time for it. We we had an entire podcast. Go back and listen to episode was episode 5. Um you learn all oh, about thank it. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John's <laughs> quest. <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm John's like hype person around this because there's only so many people I feel like that know this fact about John. And so, yeah. And it's really hard. You can't, like, you know, if you bring it up yourself, it's kind of annoying. So I, I'm the person I feel like at parties are like, oh, yeah, who yeah. was the, you know, best yeah. picture in 1994? <laughs> right. It was Forrest Gump. Um, Wait, yeah. was that, was I right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 1994. Oh, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't, I just yeah, pulled well that done. out of nowhere. Good for you. You've heard me go wow. over it enough that it's, it's, I know it's that sunk it's... into your brain. <laughs> and I will say <laughs> that it. New Year's Eve 2018 yeah. was, was success. You like had a crowd. Yeah. I did, yeah, yeah. I think I talked about this on the best picture. Uh, oh, I'm episode, sorry. But I'll you talk already, about it okay. again. No, no, no. I'll, I'll talk about it again. Uh, yeah, Sarah, just like we were talking about, this was like when I had just recently committed to that whole bit of like committing them all to memory, and so Sarah had asked me about it. So like we were like I was like listing some of them off, and there were like these like this group of like guys in the corner and they came over and like were watching me do it and then after like other people had dispersed, they were like asking me all these things about like movies. And, and we, we were also, we were at a party with, like, with, like, a lot of, like, DC, like, journalists and stuff like that. So, like, people who, like, actually knew shit about things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and so, like, I realized, like, oh, these people think that I actually, like, know what I'm talking about. Like, they think that I'm, like, a big deal, like, film critic for, like, the, you know, whatever, for Vox or something <laughs> like that. But I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just really bored. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of someone. Oh, yeah, like, what they do anything. is important. Well, <laughs> what they do is more important yeah. than you watching that stuff as a hobby. 
Sure, that's true. They don't have a film. Send podcast. them all to the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. How long um, did you last? How many? It's years? a great question, oh, and and I think that's another element to the movie is that kind of like sheer, like uh, the will to live, and and he even he like test drives his own suicide. Yeah, and and yeah. he's like, this isn't how I you know would want to have died, so I'm just going oh. to like persist in living. Yeah. And so it is like I think we would all last longer than maybe we think we would. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Like I feel like I but I also like to think that I would be good in like survival situations, which is very much baked into like my passing as outdoorsy, but I'm I'm not <laughs> and I would probably do pretty poorly. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, I I I believe I believe in like the, you know, the boundless capacity for hope and, you know, the boundlessness of like the human spirit. Um, that being said, I would last two weeks, <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's that's what I give myself. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not me in my element. It's not me in my element. What about you, Pat? Oh, I think four, four weeks. Four weeks. Okay. I just don't. I, yeah, I I do like crab though. That's the one thing I was kind of. I'm not a <laughs> coconut guy. I really could care less about coconut, but. Yeah. All that crab, all that seafood sounds lovely. Yeah, yeah. No peanuts on that island. No, no nuts. Um, yeah. That's a horror. Are you film. allergic? Yeah, unfortunately, boy, yeah. is he ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm allergic uh, to the haters too. <laughs> yeah, Memphis is to me as as fucking nuts are to to Pat, both in terms of how much damage they've done to him throughout his life, and also how much it causes the people in our lives to, to roll their <laughs> yeah, eyes when they have yeah. to hear anything else yeah, yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which that that's I yeah, that's another aspect of this movie that I that I connect with even more. Uh like both like the Memphis aspect of it, but also like that this movie is in a lot of ways about like overcoming like a really bad aspect of your life in which like you felt really alone and yeah. scarred by a lot of different things yeah and sort of i feel like, like coming out of the other end for 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 john i that it's memphis obviously for me it's dublin study abroad um, yeah <laughs> yeah but the only reason why is because he was scarred because he he went into a, a class and performed um the intro to over my dead body by drake and no one appreciated <laughs> no one, it yeah, no so one. that that's what made it as a, a scarring experience for him that he just yeah wanted to come home that right sounds after that. comparable <laughs> yeah it totally is yeah what, what is about, that for you sarah yeah what's your what's your desert island experience well i feel yeah. like i feel like it's now i feel like oh, we're really? in yeah yeah oh. i think i was pretty lucky like i i have had minimal desert island level life experiences so i feel like i feel like i'm in it yeah i mean that makes sense i mean it's yeah we're, it's, we're I, all I really we are and i i we're, yeah we're all on the island right now i was thinking about that like yeah while this while, while i was watching this movie that i feel like there's a lot of like changes that all people are going through and like a lot of coming out hopefully coming out of the other side of this having like just a different perception of life and maybe you're stuck with the wrong person maybe 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 you need to find your wilson yeah we all we all need to find our wilson but i did thinking about you know this was such a small detail of the film but it it irked me is that he's he's rescued 
and then very quickly was on a plane to Memphis. And I was like, yeah, I'm taking was, a train. That was weird. Like, that was weird. Yeah. Well, he has to yeah. get from Fiji to, to home. I mean, he's taking a well, plane. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it so frequently. He seemed very cavalier about it. Oh, see, I was... Um, what confused me about it was I felt like it was too long like four weeks like would you need four weeks to be able to yeah but he needs to be like re like he's got to be hooked up to an iv he's got to get rehydrated like all that kind of stuff i was just so confused i i don't know i was just very confused by that my man here needs to spend more time in the hospital (laughs) he's got no sense of time he thinks that you just get into a hospital and you're oh i'm good now oh yeah i can teach 24 hours now i can teach eight hours about hamlet you know yeah it takes a while I, I know it takes long, a while, you but gotta take four weeks? A week of that time is just to shaving that fucking mane, which I thought <laughs> right, he should have kept that true. mullet. That mullet is much better than his bullshit LinkedIn haircut at the end of the movie. <laughs> and honestly... Yeah, no, no, no wonder, uh, no wonder, what's, what's his, what's his fiancé's name? Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no wonder, no wonder Helen Hunt wouldn't, uh, wouldn't get back together with him. <laughs> Yeah, she's like. Was he doing himself? Yeah, he papers. probably he probably filled out too. He probably should have kept that star. Those starvation abs were tremendous. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> just kidding. I did. I. I not, nothing over here. Okay, I, I'll buy that. I still think four weeks is a little is a little long, but whatever. I also wouldn't have. I wouldn't have minded if we got a little bit of like him, like actually being on the on the ship, or maybe oh, not. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. No. But this this movie is pretty like is pretty cavalier with like well, you, the, you you think you know, about it four four years later four months or four weeks later stuff. This movie is one of the last great blockbusters with like mostly practical effects. Yeah, I mean there is green screen in it, like especially the the plane crash and stuff. But like yeah. you got to think that if they're doing this now, this movie now. It's, oh yeah, it's all green screen. It's and then it's it's not a movie. It's a TV show like it's a it's a fucking series and each season, which would be terrible. I love the time jump when you look at the water and then you come up and he looks like, yes, he looks like that. That Oh, my God. That's great. Great reveal. I wasn't expecting that. And I I feel like even though I had never seen this movie that I knew the beats. I, I already knew Wilson. I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Two two things, uh, two other things I have. Um, this movie's like also hard to watch in a lot of ways. Like, mm. I, I do pretty well with like gore and stuff like that, but it has oh. like a certain kind of gore that just like really yeah. really gets me. It's like yeah, it's like the blood in the water gore. is like yeah. that, beautiful. Like, <laughs> oh, it but is. It, it it I don't know. It makes me like so creepy crawly. Yeah, and the little like bits when he, of when coral. He, yeah, yeah. When yeah. He, when he punctures his leg with the coral, when yeah. he when he cuts his hand while he's trying to make fire, uh, when he what else? oh the, with the the when he knocks his tooth out with the with the ice gate. I have some questions about that. Okay, no questions. Uh, it's if scientific. Only we, if only <laughs> if only we had our former guest Ahono, who's a yes who's a dentist. Oh, we should have we should have had her come in as our resident tooth expert. Um, but what what are your questions that we can't answer, Sarah? Well. I just did not understand like the physicality like of him putting an ice skate in his mouth. Like you're going to mess up a lot of, it didn't seem like a very fine tuned instrument. You know how you do it? How? 
very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. don't think I, he's I, I actually that. don't get I that think either. He's, he's, he, Oh, first of all, whatever the kind of mouth prosthetics they had for that nasty thing. Oh, that was great. Yeah, it works. I didn't understand what it was. Like, what was happening to his teeth? I think he had some kind of gum infection. Yeah. And so he knocked out the tooth? Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. How did he not puncture his face? He probably did. Well... Oh, a little bit. Because but, there yeah. was an hour and 20 minutes left in the movie. That's why he didn't puncture his <laughs> yeah, that, My goodness. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the studio wouldn't have allowed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this movie is tough to watch in that aspect. But I, I have always been... So when... I think I said this to you, Pat, when Sarah mentioned that we were going to watch this... That she wanted to watch this movie... Um, I mentioned that this movie still slaps, and also there's a scene in this movie that that gets me every time, and it's his like monologue after he has said um, the goodbye to. I keep wanting to call her Jenny because that's the character in Forrest Gump, but it's really bothering me that I can't remember what his his fiance's name is. Helen Hunt. Um, he says to Helen Hunt, like, you know, I can't I can't be with you. Like, go back to your husband and your child, and I'm gonna move on. And he um, he's like sitting with his friend just like talking about it and just that entire scene is really beautiful like he just kind of like provides a nice little like this is what i've learned moment mm. and that really incredible soundtrack is swelling underneath it mm. um and he has that scene where he like or he has that bit where he talks about like i'm so sad that she wasn't like essentially she is what kept me alive and mm. she's what allowed me to like move forward and then he says and now I've found her, and I've lost her all over again. Mm. And that just, like, it really gets me. I think yeah. as someone who, like, this is John LeMay oversharing again, someone for whom, like, most of my romantic experiences have been, like, <laughs> sagas <laughs> that have been sagad and then have totally fallen apart <laughs> at the last minute, like, that 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 really that really resonated with me. I really, that, that idea of, like, going through this and, and, or that doesn't have to be a relationship, because it has to be for me. But it could be like anything, right? You try to like get something, and then like you go through all this stuff, and then it just like all falls apart in your mm-hmm. hands all over again. But you still like have to like move forward and like you know progress somehow. Um, yeah. That aspect of the movie really really resonates with me to this day. I think so. the, the the scene is great when her new husband tells him it's not going to happen today. It's been a yeah. rough couple days. And he goes to the window and he peeks through the blinds and he sees her and she she can't hear what they're saying, but she's crying and weeping. Mm -hmm. And in the background is a fleet of FedEx planes. Yeah. And it's like, what a great way to add tension is that they're literally on like an airplane hangar and there's planes taking off. And this woman yeah. is like going through it and he's waited four years and he can't even hear her voice. Ah, oh, I know. Great. That is beautiful. Great. And good work. Good work by Helen Hunt as well. Yeah. And her, and her schmuck of a husband. Yeah. Her schmuck of a husband. Um, I, I want to hear more about Pat's, Pat's treatise on, uh, on Tom Hanks. Ah, but, yes, um, yes. Did, did you all know either prior to the movie slash, did you realize it, um, during the movie of the thing about the FedEx logo? Yeah. No. That in between did you you know this, Sarah? Oh, I don't know. That I just said yes, which in, is weird. In between, you say the rest. <laughs> uh wait, I want to make sure I'm getting it 
correct. But if you look at the FedEx logo, um, in between the E and the X, it's an arrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? You didn't, yeah. Wait, you, what, so you did know that. What, yeah, once she did this, I got it. Oh, okay. Oh, just that it's like a, it's like one of those things where it's like one, once you see it, like you can't unsee it and your mind is kind of blown. At least it was it was for me. It's like a whole thing. Like, there are people like who post it on the internet that are like, oh my God, I never realized until now that like in the FedEx logo, there's like an arrow in between the E and the X. Oh, interesting. All right. I thought, I thought it was interesting, but we don't have to. That's, <laughs> just, wanted to just wanted to mention oh, that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this guy's a host. This I guy's a host. Like the, I thought you were going to say like the slogan, um, because the slogan had something to do about time. And I feel like time was such like a you know oh. repetitive metaphor oh. live and no, die by the not, clock and then it's not it's watch. not a it's not a thematic thing it's just no, like you're uh, just saying you know, this yeah just yeah <laughs> just trying to blow your mind unsuccessfully um pat what's what are your what are your thoughts on on tom hanks we we need we need a a, a, a p stands uh cinematic history corner sound bite for this but that's okay. that's later that's uh, you, for the audience Pat, too if you, i think if, i have it actually do you, do you want to know what it is yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's actually great though i do like that i do like that and okay so american masculinity on film okay so if we look at each decade of american film there's typically a guy that just encapsulates, he's like the ideal of uh, mostly stoicism, um, spirit, and American exceptionalism. Mm -hmm. You have a guy, you know, in the 50s, you have like Gary Cooper, and then you start to get a little weird. You start to get like Dennis Hopper, gets a little weird. And then mm -hmm. they say, no thanks. We we saw Dennis <laughs> Hopper. That's uh, none for me, thank you. How about Clint Eastwood? Mm -hmm. You know, you have Clint Eastwood in the 70s. And then in the 80s, you have, uh, I would say that ideal was Michael J. Fox. Let's just call Michael J. Fox like the, the ideal. And then you have this mm -hmm. little guy in the 90s named Tom Hanks. Mm. So Tom Hanks. He's a movie star. He's one of the few people that can like open a box office. He can crush it. And what are mm -hmm. the qualities of Tom Hanks that that sort of we as Americans like? He's talented, but effortlessly mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't try too hard. We don't see any of the acting school bullshit. We don't see any of the method stuff. He's just talented. Ha. Mm -hmm. He's cute. But not aggressively attractive, which is something mm -hmm. I think that's like kind of American. Yeah. Three, he's got like this great spirit that is unbothered by adversity. Mm -hmm. So we always think like, oh, yeah, Tom Hanks, that's America's dad. That's what we all want our fathers to be is Tom Hanks. <laughs> I always mm -hmm. think of Tom uh, of Dennis Quaid as America's dad. Another great example, but I think Tom Hanks—he's yeah. even bigger than Dennis Quaid. Yeah, and I need to talk about Tom Hanks for my my thesis. Okay, <laughs> so right. that's so that's the last time you interrupt me during this, but it's okay. <laughs> now America's dad—we all want him to be our papas. 
(laughs) The true American male is none other than Tom Hanks' son, Chet. (laughs) Chet. Chet Hanks, everybody. Drug addict. Yeah. Riding high. Recovered. Recovered. Recovering drug addict. addict. Sorry. My my mistake. Riding high on daddy's money. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's just say he's uh, stolen, appropriated black culture for his own. Yes. You think about all of the guys who are... In in our 2020 society, who who do the same, the Paul brothers, you know Jake mm-hmm. Logan Paul, the Nelk boys. I don't know if you guys know them because I'm I, I, I don't I'm know that very up on internet culture. The the, the Nelk <laughs> boys, the the Trump sons. Mm-hmm. Who's it? Who's an annoying white rapper? Who's an annoying white rapper? Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. G Easy. Mm-hmm. So Tom Hanks might be the ideal, but in actuality, it's yeah. Chet, who it's is Chet. who is the masculine. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no that, that's it. That's it. I think I think we should play the clip. Yeah, Sarah. Do you, do you know? Are you are you up on Chet Hanks and all the all his I, wacky hijinks? I was just googling him, and he looks nothing like Tom Hanks. Like because Colin Hanks looks very similar to yes, Tom Hanks. That's true. And is very talented too. He's a good actor. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I'm not getting a lot of family resemblance from Chet. Well, if you think he doesn't look like Tom Hanks, wait until you hear how he sounds. Um, so we're gonna play a little clip. Uh, so Chet Hanks, I guess, entered back into or made his first foray into the spotlight um, not too long ago when he uh, was on the. I think the. I don't know if it was on the red carpet. He he posted something about uh, something a clip of him like at the Golden Globes, and uh, he has a particular way of speaking that people were very surprised by. So we're gonna hear a little bit of Chet Hanks speaking at the Golden Globes. <laughs> we ready? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chet and I coming straight <laughs> from the Golden Globes. You watch it. Me feeling father Tom Hanks presenting in a while soon forward come. Big up, tune in. That's Chet. He, he <laughs> mentioned an island which we could trace back to Castaway. Yeah, yeah. The apple, yeah. Falling far from the tree is not something that the apple does. Uh, thoughts, Sarah? This is your first time watching that. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 are the what questions could you have? Yeah, fi- fire them off. <laughs> fire them off. <laughs> Is that always how he speaks? It's not. Well, he should speak like that all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was also curious about that because he has a couple clips like that. But no, he he doesn't speak like that all the time. Just for just on special occasions. Um, That's it. That's yeah. the only question you have. <laughs> 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 it's a pretty understandable first question to have. Isn't it crazy that no one took Corona seriously until Tom Hanks got it? Yeah, like I remember he that. was like the 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 metric for COVID seriousness. Like I remember, yeah. even like when I was with my parents at the time, and and you know it was like 
the, the virus was building and then Tom Hanks got it and, and the, the mood changed. Yeah. The mood changed. Like, oof, boy. America's dad. Yeah. America's dad. For me, I didn't take it seriously until Robert Pattinson got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And that's only because it stalled the, I the, didn't know the, the production good, of the Batman Because I didn't know that good-looking people could get COVID. <laughs> Guys, that's a joke. 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 <laughs> Will it be edited out? We'll find out. Um, <laughs> any uh, any final ish thoughts on on Castaway? We kind of talked about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No thoughts. <laughs> um, I guess I guess his like final takeaway. He says like, who knows what the tide may bring. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm trying to like encompass that into how I think about life right now. Yeah. You know, who, who's to say what the tide will bring in? Mm. Truly. To go Truly. off of the tide point, I, I'm always fascinated with waves because it's like who, what, what regulates that shit, you know? And we can't like fathom the rhythm of, of the tide in this and also doesn't, in the sense of like it will what, what is that face for doesn't the moon regulate the waves yeah i was gonna say that also <laughs> no it doesn't that's bullshit <laughs> it doesn't do that i swear yeah, i think it does i think it does yeah. and i know that because in bruce almighty there's a scene where he pulls the moon in um, and, and then that causes tides. yeah it messes up the tides <laughs> are you serious i'm being genuine I'm pretty right sure pretty sure all right whatever my only basis for that is just that bruce almighty scene but i believe that um but yes but you're no your point your point is your point is well taken it's very <laughs> life is very capricious but it's not well taken like because sarah's <laughs> having a conniption over here you pick the movie well, she, whatever she <laughs> she works at a non-profit about how water about this? So. final thoughts i liked it when he speared the fish and he ate it like <laughs> yeah. he was at nobu and he wasn't, yeah. a movie, but he ate it with the same veracity as if he was. King. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Oh, my final thoughts. I admit, I forgot. I should have mentioned this earlier when I mentioned my father and his attachment to this movie. Um, he he has he has like his very own Wilson. You, he has like his own Your volleyball dad. that has like a stain. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my god. I mean, it's that's not funny. like he, yeah. Does yeah, you can like buy it. It's like a, doesn't have the hair. No, no. Um, it's like an. It's the. It's it's young. It's it's young Wilson before he grew <laughs> yeah. the hair. Um, but yeah, I think we maybe got it for him as a birthday gift or something like that. But yeah, you can like, you can order your very own Wilson, um, on the internet. We'll include a link for it in the show notes <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and we'll get, uh, we'll hopefully get some, some, some of that money, uh, directed to the podcast as a, as a sponsor <laughs> link. Uh, Sarah, where can people find you on the internet? If you so desire to be found on the internet? Oh, um, I, usually Instagram is where I can be found and it's, at the donut diaries mm, yes because oh, one of your many in addition to being passionate about water and the post office you are very passionate about donuts yeah and it's been pretty dry content wise in in covid but some my previous work you can you know scroll back yeah who knows what the tide will turn what will bring in hopefully more donuts, donuts <laughs> as the world and the moon resumes and the moon yeah yeah that too um, as ever, you should check out Pat's short film, Nut Boys. You can find that on his Instagram. Uh, yeah, hit it up. 
keep hitting still up, up, still good, still I'll relevant. Be going, I'm going to uh, the National Allergy Convention. It's got a name. I don't know. I'm going to some convention this weekend to uh, peddle my film. Are you actually? I swear to God, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, hot off the press. It's a bit of a, uh, yeah, yeah. I hope so. I'm going to meet some people who also have food allergies and try to pitch a couple things for them, to them. That's great. So. You can talk to someone about it who's not going to roll their eyes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really all we want from <laughs> when we talk about our art. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, don't listen to my podcast because I want you to know that the co-host eats peanut butter <laughs> five days a week. So don't get too comfortable. That's true. You know, I had some this morning with my bagel. It's okay. true. Okay. I'm going to spearfish you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Should well, I do my? You... No, I'm not going to do that. I'm no, not going to do that. What? I'm not going to do my Chet Hanks. I'm not gonna yeah. Do let's my let's hear your impression. Let's hear your impression. Uh, well, anyway, we should probably end before we really get into trouble. Uh, so, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you to Tom Hanks, America's dad. Hope you're doing okay. Eagles.